Hello, Ben here from Supercoach Insider, bringing you my team into round five. Please do like, subscribe, follow along, enjoy the journey. I hope you've been uh, enjoying the content we're releasing each week. So Swizz, Chris, myself. Uh, Chris obviously couldn't get that stuff out last week, but he will this week. Speaking of Chris, family's negative. So I think uh, tomorrow we should be all free and clear, which means tomorrow night, Tuesday night, we should be able to get together. The boys are back for another podcast. Um, so we should be able to get that together and roll it out as well. Really keen to hear Chris's opinion this week. And also he has some interesting news relating to his team. So we'll get into that. SC Insider 100, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Twitch. Also all our audio platforms as well. So Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And obviously on the YouTube, I'm really happy to have you guys aboard. Please do like your comments. The first thing I will say, comment on this video for what you would like us to cover in the podcast this week. I think it's probably a really good one where we can actually give you a bit of a shout out, answer some questions that you have because literally it's going to be what are we going to do with Patrick Cripps? What are we going to do with like your Bowies? Uh, what are we going to do with Matty Rowell? And there's a whole range of scenarios that we're kind of looking at at the moment. Um, so today I'm going to talk about my team. But if you have a question that you want us to answer on the pod, please do comment because that way tomorrow night um, we'll be able to answer those for you. And I'll make sure I give you a little bit of a shout out in the process. Who doesn't like hearing their name back on TV or TV, loose term? Uh, All right, so this week I scored 2,196. I was looking pretty good until Cripps obviously got injured and went off. Um, That kind of helped the back of the pack kind of creep a bit further forward. Uh, also, Rao didn't really have a, a, a great game, and I'll explain why. Um, but I slid a little bit. I'm not too bad. Like I said, I think the back of the pack's kind of crept up a little bit. If you didn't start Crips, this is pretty much what you needed to kind of get yourself back into the game. And if you have unfortunately traded Crips in, then basically it's an in-and-out job. Hopefully not, though. So um, Voss said yesterday they think it's minor but they won't know until we get scanned. So we're going to pretty much play out all these hypotheticals this week uh, until we know what happening is with what's happening with Crips. Now, hopefully it's, it is only minor, and it might only be like a one-weeker or a two-weeker. What do you do in that scenario? Uh, or if it's out for multiple weeks, then we can kind of go through that scenario as well. So fingers crossed Crips is, is healthy, and maybe it was just a little minor thing that they didn't want to risk, um, and we'll go from there. Alrighty, so I slid in rank. I'm now 577th. Not too bad considering I knew I'd probably slide a little bit this week, particularly because I didn't have Max Gorn. Now, Gorny went well. Lucky Grundy still kind of um, crept up a little bit, so I know people that were going set and forget a lot jumped off one of those two rucks. So I'm still pretty happy with my side. Uh, Let me see if I can reverse this back to undo changes. And let's go back to what my team did look like. So it wasn't too much changes. Um, so good news is Hayes was the sub last week, so it worked out well because I had Brody. Um, and here's the annoying part. So McDonald, I was kind of, I knew wasn't like the best money maker, but he kept chipping away like 50s and stuff. And I was like, okay, if he kicks a couple goals, maybe he'll get you a 71 week and then go up at least 100 sort of thousand. Um, realistically, I shouldn't have got rid of Rochelle. Um, and, and the issue is, is that... Yeah, McDonald, I could have gone down and made maybe a little bit of money, right? Um, instead of, I, I was thinking about O'Driscoll and Rochelle because I had to get Martin in, and which is evident. Martin's made like 93000 in one week. So I needed him. It was just about where do I go? Um, I probably should have actually gone McDonald to Martin with Rochelle into the midfield mix. 
But then I was like, okay, well, Rochelle's bad scores in his cycle for three rounds now. So he's, you know, what was it, a 38? Rochelle's not an on-field option for me anyway, so it's not really going to affect my points on field. I was like, if I get rid of him, I can bank 140,000, which can then actually help me launch my next assault and try and get more points on field. So that's kind of what I was thinking. Now, unfortunately for me, um, and I think it was about 17,000 others, uh, Rochelle got dropped a lot this week. Um, and it wasn't for the fact that I didn't think he could make money. It's just I didn't want to sit until round 10 in order to kind of capitalize. And again, as that forward nature, if he kicks goals, then yes, he's well and truly in the scoring mix. Uh, if he doesn't, though, he can really fizzle out. Um, he did look impressive. He got up the grounds more this week than he has previously. So if you have him, kudos to you on the hold. I even joke saying maybe I'll get rid of McDonald this week in and bring in Rochelle. Um so, yeah, it is one of those things. I would not be surprised if McDonald's actually dropped this week. Him and Ward. Um, McDonald particularly was unimpressive. McGuinness came on and actually got more touches in far less time, and they lost convincingly, the Hawthorne. So I imagine McDonald will get dropped this week. So I might actually have a loophole uh, outside of Proust, obviously getting a one-match suspension. So I guess we'll see what happens there. Um, Martin's definitely someone that you could have on field. I think he's a lot of in a, a lot of teams on field because he, he does get that 70 to sort of uh, 90 range generally. So I'll probably be looking to him to go on field. Hopefully Ryder gets suspended as well um, just for my own selfishness and Hayes gets another round because I want him to get another couple of rounds before I can flip him, which would be lovely, um, and then sort of go from there. So really happy with Brody and, and that sort of stuff on my team. When we look at break-evens, um, the questionable ones are probably now Cherry and Bowie. Uh, more because they are that mid-price range and they're the types that you could flip for a premium. Um, it's good, though, because I thought Bowie's going to have like a break-even of near near 90 or 100, but his break-even's only like 82. So break-even of 82, projected for an 81, which is awesome because it means I can actually sit on him for another week. Now, if you saw my updated version, uh, I think I released yesterday, Bowie had a great role, had great positioning. He just didn't get used, and Port Adelaide didn't play a game style that was actually beneficial to Bowie. So if you want my thoughts on Bowie, go back to yesterday's video, um, and I explain in depth there. But his positioning's great, his role's great. It just wasn't a game for rebounding defenders because Port literally suffocated the air out of it, and his teammates burnt him. So I'm really happy I get to see him for another week because I do think he's good on field. Um, hopefully Hinge as well got subbed off, so he's only break-even at 29 now as well, so it's not dire straights, but it's at the point where he might need to get flipped soon. Um, hoping it was just a, a bit of a hip knock, uh, get some work into it, hopefully he can play this week. They did say it's possible. Uh, otherwise, I can then sort of loophole and try and do something with that this week. Uh, not the worst case scenario. If I can keep Bowie, then easily McCartan can come in there and I could try and loophole one of those other players for the week, which is a, a nice positive if Hinge doesn't get up. Um, either way, round after round six, I've got two more rounds. Round six, Dacos is going into defense. Um, really happy I kept O'Driscoll um, because even though I should have got rid of McDonald, I wasn't really toying up with him in my head as far as getting rid of McDonald. So it would have been O'Driscoll or it would have been Rochelle. And I'll take the... O'Driscoll cash at this point in time. And I know Rochelle's obviously a risk, uh, a bad, you know, get rid of, but I feel like it could have been a lot worse. So McDonald was the play and I didn't do it. And he was on zero at halftime, which fucking was so bad. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, 
All righty. Now, having a look at the rest of my team, Crispy came out well. Short and Hewitt are absolutely killing it. There's a lot of good defenders at the moment, so it's one of those ones where I wouldn't actually mind getting another premium defender pretty soon, except Lloyd's overpriced, and I think Lizard's getting a lot of the ball. Um, Hall's a little bit up and down, and North are not that great at the moment, so he's getting it, but he's butchering it a little bit. Uh, I still think Hall is, uh, even though it pains me to say so, is a good option as far as a premium if you're going to look for an upgrade. Uh, Stewart's as well is probably the one I'm really looking at. And I know there's a lot of hype about these other people that are doing well now, but you know, I don't like their prospects. The only other one is Doherty. Now, he's has been top 10 multiple times. Last year, we kind of got on him early, and he had these big scores and then flattened right off. Um, so there is concern there as far as maybe is he back for good or is it just one of those Doherty moments where he's just really impressive? Uh, I guess we'll wait and see. It's one of those ones where I'm not sure you should pick him, obviously, because it's there and the stats are there and he's scoring really well, but I'm still not 100% sold, which is kind of sad. Um, let me know if you're on the Doherty train. Um, McRae, Neil, Tuka killing it. Cripps is a big issue. Um, mild hamstring. Hopefully mild. Wait for scans to see there. Now, the benefit is I've actually got the cash. I think it's um, not even that much more. So I can go straight from Cripps and I can go straight to a steal, uh, which is probably the first person that I'm kind of looking at uh, as far as let's go sort by price. So steal is probably the main one. Oliver's dropping cash like crazy after a 68, so you've got you to gotta wait on that one. Steel, I think, has a probably a fairly decent break-even. Um, projected score, break-even of 128. So his break-even's good. He's only dropped he's dropped 50,000, so that's an, another plus. Um when we kind of go through that. So, and they also have a fairly good run coming up as well, I believe. So when we have a look at St. Kilda, so it's one I didn't bring up earlier, uh, upcoming fixture, and it's basically, so they've got Gold Coast, GWS, so you could cop a tag from GWS, which is probably the concern. Um, GWS, you should do well against Port, Melbourne, Geelong. Okay, so they have a few hard games here, so I might even hold off on Steel and try and get him around, you know, the Adelaide North, Brisbane, Essendon sort of run would be ideal because I think there's some real big games coming up there. Would not surprise me, though, if he goes 150 against Gold Coast. Plus, St Kilda seem to be a little bit more of a team this year and not as reliant on Steel to do everything. Um, so I think that's a really good element as well. Uh, you know, Gresham and also Sinclair coming into that mix. So I think it's it's favourable. I still like Steel, Um I'm also toying up Bontempelli. Now, bear with me. Now, here's the, here's the benefit. I've got money that I could literally do this trade right now. So how much is it? It's uh, about 110000 right? So I've got that. I've still got $127,000 in the bank. So I'm thinking about, for my team this week, going, if Cripps is out for multiple weeks, like two or more, then I'll probably trade that way. Um, the painful part is, is that I can almost go Bowie to a Bontempelli, except, and go uh, Driscoll onto the field, uh, except I'm just short, like 6,000 short or something or other, which is really painful. Um, so that's one move I am definitely considering this week. Now, here's why Bontempelli is good. So let me just bring him up. I'll bring him in. Now, I know it's a really weird selection at this point in time where you're like, why would you be bringing in Bontempelli? Uh, he's dropped a little bit of cash, and it was around this point last year that he just started on his heater and literally went absolutely crazy, uh, I know he faltered a little bit towards the end of the year. Uh, he's, what was it, 614000 so he's a little bit cheaper. 
I still have 150000 in the bank if I do this trade. Now, let's go North Melbourne. So the Bulldogs, this is their draw coming up. They play North Melbourne, Adelaide, Bombers, Port, Collingwood, Suns, Eagles, and then finally gets harder with a Geelong game. And then they've got the Giants, Hawks, Lions after that. So I see those next sort of seven rounds. The Doggies should win all of them. And when you talk about you know, midfielder and classy players like Bont with impacts on games. I think it's highly likely that Bont goes 120 to 130 over the next sort of six to seven rounds uh, with some big ceiling scores. And it's one of those ones where um, it could be definitely a good time to jump on and take that risk. So any Bulldogs player, that draw looks so soft. So uh, Trelaw, English, Dunkley, McRae, get on those main people. If you have to trade, maybe target one of them. Um, even considering going Trelaw over Heaney, which is highly controversial at this point, uh, could actually work out for you. So it's a nice little strategy there. Um, break even of 117, Bontopelli. So I know it's, he hasn't got dropped a whole heap of cash, but he's after his slow start, I think he went 300. So 105, 105, 108. Came out with a nice 136 against Richmond. Um and he, he's due for some 140s and 150s. So being Bontempelli, I think the next run of a couple could definitely shape it well. So he's someone that I am probably looking at, probably oversteal. Um, it's much of the muchness at the moment. So I guess we'll see how that one pans out. Um, so wait for that. Now, Matty Rowell is an interesting one. So Matty Rowell is, I'm going to tell you this real quickly. Um, the draw the Suns have was always hard initially. Right Now, they have a really soft draw coming up for the rest of the year because they did finish fairly low last year. But Raul copped a massive knock. I think it was McKay came in, leading forward, full charge, knee directly into Raul's back and absolutely flattened him. And I think it was quarter one. And even the commentators are like, I don't know how he's still on the field. He literally got cleaned up and knee right into the back. So he wasn't. He didn't look well. He wasn't running around. He kind of looked like he was laboring a bit. So if you kind of caught the glimpses of the second half of the game, then yes, he was laboring a little bit. Still threw his body on the line. Still went in there for contested ball and stuff, but just didn't score as well. Right now, I still think he goes to five hundred thousand. He has a big ceiling that you just need one more big sort of game and everything goes up again. Right. So he's a classy player. When we have a look at. Let's have a look at Gold Coast coming up. So they play the Saints. Saints, you know, basically they have one main midfielder there in Steel. Uh, Lions have a couple good midfielders. Collingwood, basically, what, one? Like, we're talking like bigger body midfielders. Um, Sydney as well aren't the biggest of bodies, right? So obviously Mills will probably go run on a toque because they're both sort of hard nuts. So I quite like him there as well. Fremantle, maybe Fife's back at that point. But again, not really the biggest of bodies. Um so I actually quite like it. And then, not to mention, this run here, just before their sort of buy period, okay, so I'm trying to work out what round is. 9, 10, 11, 12. Yep, so pretty much you've got, around that buy period, you've got Hawks, North, Adelaide. Literally Port Collingwood as well. So I think they're just gonna, he's going to absolutely have some real big games in there somewhere. He's still averaging like 100. So at the moment, he's kind of one of the last issues in my team that I'd be looking to move out. Um yeah, now Butters as well is an interesting one. If you want my thoughts on Butters, go back to yesterday as well. But uh, hopefully Kenny will now play him through that midfield a little bit more if Robbie Gray's back into that team. So I think they need to do something. They need to have a spark because they're playing pretty poor football. Um, so I imagine Butters will go straight back into that guts and you'll start to see him dominate as well. 
No real rookies for this week. Proust uh, gifted if you don't have Proust because you now get another week to actually look at him. Uh, outside of that, I think Dow, if you jumped on Dow last week, good on you. Uh, he's probably the only main money maker, but he's now 250000 so I don't think it's worth jumping on because the risk is still there. But if you're part of that 2%, shout out as well. Comment below. Uh, and O'Driscoll actually is probably the only other one that you might want to consider getting in. So if Hinge is injured, I can see Hinge to O'Driscoll being a very common trade this week. Uh, don't mind it at all. O'Driscoll played awesomely. Uh, mind you, he did play really well because he had a lot of midfield rotation, whereas he didn't quite have that before. Um, but again, projected to go up 50,000 this week with a score of 57. Um and he is that price point as well. So if Hinge is injured, you need a defender. I think O'Driscoll is definitely someone that you could rely on at this point. He was a sub in the first game, which is the only reason why he's so cheap. Uh, kicked a goal and was influential late. So he got like a, a low, what was his second score? It was like a 50 or 60, 67. Uh, no, 49, sorry, his second one. So this game, though, was really influential. And this game is why he won't get dropped because of how influential he was. And... You don't get dropped after games like that. So same as Brody. Brody, I always question his security a little bit with a full complement, but he played that well that he kind of has to get games. So it's one of those ones where you just force your way in. A couple more good games like that, and O'Driscoll becomes a must-have person. Do we know? No, we don't. Um, but again, he played well enough that if you need a defender, I think he's a worthwhile option to come in there. And I think that kind of wraps up my team, except for the captains and VCs this week, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm thinking about going Lockie Neal VC because at Collingwood, I don't think Collingwood's really going to tag too much. Um, I think the midfield should tail up a little bit there. So Neal VC into McRae. I think McRae will be a nice steady option. I kind of wish I kept McRae captain last week. It was one of those tough ones where I was toying up. Do I take the the safer option? Um and go VC Neil into a, a C McRae, and I took the captain off him. But look, it is one of those things. It could have been worse. I could have captain Cripps, and if Hayes was named on field as a late in, then I probably would have had to do that. So um, it is one of those things. For me, Bruce obviously goes to the bench this week. I'm hoping he – well, I don't see really how he can challenge it, but I did say it would be one week for um, for that contact. So pretty much it would then be English would have to go into that side. Martin is probably the best option to come onto the field. I can't even really loophole Proust, which is kind of a bit annoying, but I can um, put an emergency as far as uh, probably the score. So I might be able to do that this week to be able to get a nice loophole, a safe loophole, uh, and go from there. And hopefully Hayes plays as well. So I think that's pretty much how I'm looking this week. Really happy with the setup at the moment. Um, looking forward to these videos in the next few weeks. Round six, once these position changes, I'm looking to go super aggressive, make these changes, and I'll keep you posted in the process. And that's it from me. Leave your comments as well on what you want us to cover on the podcast, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.